0: This is the Ridiculous Upside Podcast with your host, Dakota Schmidt. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? Is the Ridiculous Upside Podcast. Tell everybody my name is Dakota Schmidt. I am the editor-in-chief of Ridiculous Upside and, of course, the host for this very podcast. Listeners, uh, there's a lot of G League news to talk about. For example, uh, Josh McGett just signed a two-way with the Atlanta Hawks. He'll be playing with the Erie Bayhawks this year in the NBA G League. We can also talk about the possibility of five-star... 2019 recruit and internet celebrity, LaMelo Ball, potentially going into the G League after he graduates from high school due to the fact that he has his own signature shoe at the age of 16, which basically means that he probably won't be going into college. But uh I want to throw some of those news stories aside for now because we have a major interview on this episode with two members of the gold medal winning Team USA squad that just won at the FIBA America Cup. Those two players are former Texas legends Jamil Warney and C.J. Williams. So uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get into that interview right now. So without further ado, here is C.J. Williams, Jamil Warney interview Team USA Gold Medalists on the Ridiculous Upside Podcast. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ridiculous Upside Podcast. And right now, I am absolutely honored to be joined by two... Team USA Gold Medalist CJ Williams and Jameel Warney. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. I can't complain.
0: Uh, I, I'm i doing fine, but I'm not doing as good as uh, what you guys have done over the past, uh, I guess past 72 hours. Um, Team USA Gold Medalist one just a few months after competing with each other with the Texas Legends in the NBA G League.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing to see how far we've we've come from just you know in less than a year, like you know from having met Jamil for the first time a little less than a year ago to now being able to say we're we're actually. Bonded together in history, like it's it's amazing.
0: Jamil?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's crazy how just um uh, just just a few months ago we just finished the D League season. Uh, I met CJ at uh the match training camp, so I mean we had a bond over over a year, I guess. And uh, it's crazy how you can just see how time go by really fast, and you fast forward. or gold medalists, so crazy. I mean, you can't you can't really write it up any more perfectly.
0: We're going to get more into the overall uh, Team USA experiences as this interview goes on. But first of all, guys, uh, two weeks, around a month ago, you guys, both of you found out that you got selected to join Team USA for the, uh, I guess, the FIFA America Cup. What were your first reactions when you heard that news? Uh, Let's go with uh, Gmail first.
1: Uh, I mean, well, my first reaction was, uh, I, I text CJ and I asked did he make it, uh, I mean, because we were, we're, like, a, we're really good friends, so, I mean, you kind of want to share this experience with someone you really know, so, I mean, once he told me he made the team, uh, uh he was happy, he was ready to get to work, um, he had to answer all the text messages, the people congratulating you, telling good job, out to me, and then you also have to turn your focus into, a, Okay, now we have to prepare for uh, what we're going to do. We're playing a little, uh, little less than over a week, so we have to prepare really fast and uh, find ways to uh, get accustomed to the to the rules.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I found out, um, you know, I was I felt honored personally because you know it's always been a dream of mine to to represent the USA and to be able to say that now. I've been able to do that. I mean, it was a, it was an honor. And Jamil and I were actually texting each other most of the day that day, and uh, like just trying to, I guess, predict our chances of whether we made the team or not and stuff. And uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't overly stressful because we both felt like we put our best foot forward in training camp and stuff. But you know, it is a little bit of stress when you when when it comes down to making the team and stuff like that. But I'm just honored that I was able to share experience with, with a good guy like Jamil, you know, a guy keeps your lap and keeps your spirit up and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it was just an honor to be able to have a, a teammate from the previous season uh, on the team as well.
0: Okay, uh, so it was a week between uh, you guys actually finding out and the start of train camp.
2: Well, it was we there was like a um period where you found out you were on the training camp roster and so they had we were in training camp for a week and then we actually found out during that week if you made the team or not. So it was like two or three I think it was three days in before um well it was about four days before the competition started, you found out whether you made the team or not. So
0: during that training camp both of you guys had your first opportunity to meet with the legendary Jeff Van Gundy who of course was the uh, head coach for uh, Team SA. Uh, guys what was your what were your first impressions when you met him?
2: Uh, I
1: mean uh, it, was, it was crazy I mean you, you kind of hear his voice all the time on uh on the on the TV when he's uh, Conte on such big games. Uh, you know his pedigree. I mean, you know his background. Uh, he coached a tough, tough Knicks in the 90s. He used to rock his teams. Uh, so, you know, that he's, he's been around the game for a while. So, you just want to pick his brains. Uh, and uh, he's a great guy, I a mean, great coach. Uh, he got us better over the weeks that we knew him. So, I mean, it was a great experience for both of us.
2: Yeah, I mean, having heard so many stories about him and, and having seen him on TV and, and talked to him personally. Now I can say that, you know, I've been coached by a legendary coach and somebody that everybody knows. I mean, we would walk through airports in different countries and people would remember him from the New York Knicks and stuff. And so, you know, I felt honored to be able to play for him.
0: So, after you know meeting, uh, what was first off in train camp? What was uh, Jeff Van Gundy initially like as a coach when you guys are you know trying to get used to uh, your other teammates on uh, Team USA?
2: He's very very tough. I mean, he's he's tough because he he has a he holds you to a high standard um and you know if you make one little mistake you know he lets you know that you made your mistake but at the same time he's not overbearing to where he doesn't let you play and let you learn from your mistakes so i mean it was it it's it's he does a good it's a good balance between being strict and understanding at the same time
1: yeah i mean uh he's a he's a really tough coach like cj said um uh, he's really, he's, he's really uh, like I guess, caring and uh, understanding that people make mistakes all the time. He's he been around the game a long time to know that you have to learn from your mistakes and order to be better. But um, he definitely is a truth teller. Uh, there's times where you think you're playing bad and he'll have no problem telling you that you need to pick it up a little
2: bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's great that uh, you have like, a truth teller and it's all about how you react to it to make your game better, so. I mean, if you can take a uh, short criticism, I mean, you'll be fine.
0: Uh, you know, compared to some of the other, most of the other national teams that, you know, have been together since they were like, you know, 15 or 16, uh, uh, both CJ, both you and uh, Jamil, you really didn't even know most of your, you know, other teammates on Team USA, so... How long did it take for both of you guys to build chemistry with some of your other teammates? Well, the good thing
2: is the basketball world is is kind of small. And so you, you at least, even if you don't know them personally, you know of them or maybe you've played against them and you know their game based on scouting reports you've had before and stuff like that. So like it, It was good in terms of that, but it it took a few days to really get the chemistry down and understand exactly what we had to do in order to win. And I would even say that it took a couple games. I mean, we had a a very tough game against uh, Panama. I mean, we won big, but it, it was a tough game because that was the first time we were having game experience with each other as a team. And um, you know it was it was a little different, um, but you know that's part of our job. That's what we signed up for. So we knew that that was a challenge going in, and we just wanted to try our best to figure out a way to win the gold.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, it, was, it was definitely tough. I mean you you got to make the team first, and it's kind of you you, finish, you make the team probably like Tuesday. And you're leaving Thursday night to go to uh, Uruguay and Argentina. So, I mean, you have, you have to kind of instill a lot of offense uh, in those days prior to leaving. But, uh, yeah, we had a scrimmage against uh, Dominican Republic, uh, which you can kind of see, like, uh, what was our strengths, what was our weaknesses. And every day we just we just kept moving in couple with each other. I mean, we were close on the court. We were close off the court. I mean, if we have a group of guys who who trying to achieve one goal. I mean, it kind of make it easier and no one's trying to strand off and do with their own do what they want to do. So I mean it was great for us. So, I mean the chemistry wasn't that bad.
0: Um uh, CJ brought up some of the you know the difficulty of you know some of the initial games in the uh group stage. Um what was your experiences like when you first landed uh in some of those uh, South American countries because you guys both played in Uruguay and Argentina so first off let's start off with the group stages in Uruguay did you guys get an opportunity to look look around the cities while you were there
2: Um, me personally I'm not really a big explorer so I kind of stayed in my room and kind of I didn't I didn't do much I was I was kind of in my room a lot but I've also been I played in Europe before and stuff like that, and so it had the European feel um, in Uruguay, especially because of the architecture and stuff like that. So, I—I I mean, I know that I—I've um, I've been to places like that before, so I kind of knew what to expect. And I, but I could definitely tell the difference between there and, and being home in the U.S.
1: Uh, yeah i mean uh I kind of traveled around the hotel uh with marshall Plumlee for like a day just to look around at things uh so i mean I saw a little bit of your fly so i mean it was it was cool but uh you kind of just want to focus on the game so you kind of just want to stick to what you know, just stay around you'll, you'll know if really if the area is dangerous or not so you want to kind of stay out of trouble so I mean I kind of enjoyed the scenery for a little bit but you kind of
0: just Did want to you guys awesome. uh, since you guys both stayed in the hotel did you uh use some of that free time to you know get better situated with your uh, teammates?
2: Oh yeah, um you know I was with Jonathan Holmes and uh we actually played each other in college uh once before when I was a senior he was a freshman and um you know, we were just talking about the game and talking about you know, different experiences through college. Usually when, when you meet new teammates and stuff like that, that's kind of your bond is like your college experiences as far as like coaches and, and stuff like that. And so we, we communicated about that a lot. And that's what kind of helped us get through, um, you know, and, and be able to develop an off the court chemistry that would help on the court as well.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're, you're around those, these guys for a while. So, I mean, you kind of, you gotta, you, you ate dinner with them, breakfast with them, lunch with them. So, I mean, you kind of can't have the awkward silence for two and a half weeks. So, I mean, you got kind of, <laughs> I mean, they're all great guys. You don't have any single like jerks on the team. So, I mean, it's, it's fun to uh, just see guys that you played against uh, during the, the G league or D league season. And, uh to see how they are really off the court. And it's,
0: it's, really, it's really definitely. Uh, let's fast forward to your uh, uh, gold medal game on Sunday night, which for me as a basketball fan was <laughs> an instant classic, but I'm not sure how that feeling was for you guys as you were actually uh, playing <sighs> in the game. Uh, first off, let's talk about the first half what do you think uh made you guys start out so slow in that initial half
2: um really we we felt that we actually played okay we didn't play our best but we played okay we missed a lot of shots um shots that we were making in all the previous the previous four games and stuff like that, but we we really had a confidence coming out in the second half feeling like, you know, no matter what, we weren't out of the game and that, you know, if we just continue to take the right shots, the numbers will fall the way they're supposed to, and uh, it turned out, and, um, you know, when you're down like that, we've all been in that spot in our career at some point on both sides of being up big and also being down big, so, you know, we knew that Certain things just had to fall certain ways, and we could make the comeback.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing the thing is, uh, we we played in a tough environment at Uruguay, so I mean, we weren't really shaken up by the the hostile environment. But uh, they started off hot. I mean, you can't take that away from them. They they were making every shot. They they have good players. So, um, but we knew that we just have to keep it pushing. I mean. The third quarter, we're down twenty, and we called that timeout. And um, we just we, we know no one had the defeated look on their face to uh, just uh, just pack it in. I mean, that's give a testament to our guys that it, it, we played what a total of five games in seven days. We could have just called it quiz then, but we just kept on we just kept on playing. Uh, we decided to keep on keep on pushing it. I mean, it, it, it's a long game. So I mean, you couldn't you couldn't get 20 points back in one possession, so just keep on chipping away and uh, and hopefully they give us a little some easy points. So I mean, that's what happened. Uh, and we, do you think uh
0: the the extensive experience of Jeff van Gundy helped push you guys into the mindset that you that you had during that comeback?
2: Yeah, I mean, he definitely played a part in that because of the fact that, you know, that was probably the calmest game he coached us <laughs> of, of all five. Um, he, I mean, I, I didn't see a bead of sweat on him. I didn't see him seem stress or anything. Like, he was so calm. And I think that was two parts the fact that of his experience and his trust in us that we were going to figure it out um, the way we were supposed to to get the job done.
1: Yeah, I mean, like CJ said, that's probably a calmest game. Uh, he coached us, and it's funny because <laughs> uh, at that point, 20 points down, you can just you turn around and try to light a fire in us, but he just he, he had a calm demeanor. His coach staff had a calm demeanor. and uh, He just put us in the right position to come back. He, he put us in the right position the whole week to, to keep on getting better, keep on progressing, and find a ways to uh, – and like enhance our, our, enhance uh, our what do you
0: think uh, clicked during that second half?
2: Well, one, one big thing was we we started making shots. Uh, Reggie Hearn made, you know, big shot after big shot for us, and, and that was big. That gave us a little relief that, you know, we can see the ball go in, and that kind of sparked us to, you know, continue to play, solid defense and i think our defense throughout the game progressed more and more to be able to um you know get stops and get down make take the good shot and uh get scores and that that's how you make a comeback you take it one possession at a time you don't try to hit the home run right away you hit single after single until it's down to
0: and i think uh a lot of those defensive stops were uh, done by the, uh, by the other guy in this interview, uh, Jamil Warney.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Jamil, Jamil stepped up big. I I can't, I, I, I have a great appreciation for him because, you know, just me personally, from my basketball IQ standpoint, watching him grow from when I first met him to now, it's, it's been a tremendous improvement. Um, in my own personal opinion and it it's been great to see him grow as an individual player.
1: Thank you CJ. Um um it was it, crazy. I mean just you down 20 so you're thinking how can we how can we come back and um, you have to give the credit. you have to give the credit to everybody. I mean no one started trying to play superhero ball, no one tried to we try to score every point and try to give us back. Taking bad shots, we trust each other, which is kind of hard to do We know each other for maybe two weeks. So, I mean, we trust each other. Uh, we started making some shots and we started playing defense and just uh, and just the recipes for making um, a good comeback.
0: Most definitely. And uh, last question on this Argentinian game. Um, on the other end of the chord you guys were playing against somebody that you were quite familiar with during your time in the, uh, in the G League <laughs> in Nicholas, uh, yeah. Uh, what was the, was it, was it kind of weird to play in a huge game against somebody that you were, you know, playing alongside of just a few months ago?
2: Yeah, I mean it. It was definitely weird, you know. You you kind of felt it build up through the week because you knew that he was on the other team, and and that the pro the probability of meeting them in the gold medal game was was really high. Um, if you took care of business and they took care of business, and uh, so when it came to the game day, you know we were, I, we were all staying in the same hotel, so you saw guys regularly. But then when you see him, you know I had a good conversation with him. Um, prior to the game and stuff like that and, and then to have to kind of turn around and he's the, he's now not, you know, somebody you know, he's the enemy. Uh, it, was, it was a little weird at first, but, you know, that's part of basketball. That's part of the competitiveness of, of our sport.
1: Oh, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, uh, obviously me and uh, C J know Nico, so, I mean, and you're playing in his whole country, so, I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, I saw him in the hotel a few times, and like you see him in the games, you can definitely tell how his game improved over the time. We saw him; I mean, he definitely got taller too. I mean, he was towering over me, which is insane. So, I mean, it was it was uh, it was cool to see him, and it was cool to play against him. I mean, it was kind of a weird feeling, but I mean, the basketball, I mean,
0: uh, anything, anything. Neil you uh, just brought the point about how uh, Brusina was playing at home. At Argentina uh was the fact that you were playing both of you guys are playing in the gold medal game in front of like what was it sixteen thousand screaming argentinian fans did that uh ever get overwhelming uh I
1: mean. It's it's crazy, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we play in college, you play against a team on the road, you still have some fans come. I mean, it's crazy when you go to another country and it's you versus a country, and the whole country is against you. So, I mean, it's crazy, I mean. But we prepared ourselves for after the Uruguay game. That that game was crazy, so you kind of prepare yourself for that. So, I mean, it it was definitely the same type of environment. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just – 5-on-5 on the court, nothing can really stop you guys and time for you to put in work.
2: Yeah, you know, my experience having played overseas before kind of helped out a little bit because I've been in situations where, you know, I played uh, in European games where uh, my team was going out of the country and we were, you know, basically the same situation, playing against a team that had, you know, hometown guys i played in uh, I, I was playing in cyprus and we played a team in turkey and we played a team in sylvania and so it was the same kind of environment so that experience uh, helped me understand what was going on and how to kind of block it out and uh, stuff like that and just focus on the game and and being able to just get my take care of my business and, and do my job for the team
0: Um Jamil after after you know winning uh that gold medal you were also named the uh, MVP of the entire uh FIBA America Cup how honored were you to not only you know win the gold medal but also be the MVP of the entire event Oh I
1: mean it was crazy I mean if you kind of see, I'm the youngest person on, on that USA team, so I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool to be the, the young guy on the team and you went MVP. But I mean, you couldn't, I couldn't do it without the team. I mean, they trust me, uh, they trust that uh, about my skill. I mean, CJ trusts me obviously because we've been playing for a long time. But I mean, you got to put the trust in the coaching staff too. I mean, they put me in great positions, and um, even though I had a role to come off the bench, I just I, I had. My role was to play hard, get every try to get every rebound, try to score in a low post. So uh, I put my I put my, I put uh, a great uh great I guess I wanna say great uh plus to just try to do that things and uh, try to make our team win.
0: How long did it take for you how long did it take uh for it to click that you both of you guys actually won a gold medal with team USA
2: I mean it it's it's kind of funny because uh one of my 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 aunt my my aunt she posted a uh, video of, of me right after the game you know we finished shaking hands with the Argentinian team and I kind of I don't I did this little like shake because I was kind of like almost giddy basically because I I kind of felt the magnitude of what we had just done especially and, and I understand that the Olympics may be a little bit bigger but we actually went into somebody's home and took the gold medal out of their hands and and to say that you you have done that I don't know too many basketball players that have been able to achieve something like that and it was it was just an amazing feeling and uh you know once we're up on the we got our gold medals, like I, I literally felt a chill down my spine because, you know, I my name is etched in history along with the team and the coaching staff and everybody that's associated with Team USA.
1: Oh, well, I mean, um, I definitely, I realized that we won the gold medal. after I gave my gold medal to my mom. I mean, you try to see like the expression on her face is like, it's a really big deal and you kind of just, after the game, you just you're just in a dream, and then days. I mean, you travel. You have that long travel day coming back. You just still think about like wow. But once you give the gold medal to somebody who really who deserves it, you're like wow, I really did this, and it's, it's crazy how like you just say you go to someone else's country and you, t- you basically take it from them. Is is a great film
0: after winning the game. uh Plans were that you guys would, you know, make a smooth, a smooth flight from Argentina, you know, back home to to the United States. But uh, unfortunately, things didn't exactly turn out that way, as uh, your <laughs> flight uh, was late when you guys were in uh, Spain, Buenos Aires. I guess.
2: No. Yeah. No. It was uh, our flight from Cordoba. Argentina got cancelled to Buenos Aires, Argentina. Okay. And uh yeah, it was it was uh it was a tough situation.
0: That was a tough situation, but uh Marshall Plumley killed it. I don't know if it was Marshall Plumley that killed it or Jeff Van Gundy with uh I guess <laughs> his reaction to in the background to the fact that um uh that flight uh was late so Guys, how did it feel, you know, just, the, I guess, the day prior, you won the Olympic gold medal and you're excited to head back to America and show your family that uh, medal, but unfortunately, your flight, uh, you know, your fight, flight got delayed and you had to stay at an airport for a while. Uh, talk about how weird that experience was.
2: That was my uh, first time having a flight canceled, so <laughs> I was uh, I was a little you know antsy and stuff. And fortunately for me, my parents actually traveled to uh, Cordoba when I w- when we were playing in the final four of the competition. They traveled there, so I was able to see them. But um, my sister and my girlfriend were back home, and I was ready to see them, and I wanted to. I couldn't wait to show them my goal and everything. And so I was just so like antsy to get home. And it was funny because Jamil and I had a conversation (laughs) happening and we were talking about how, uh, you know, this is the last thing that we would want. You know, when we were talking about the different things, we would be able to get home. unfortunately, our, uh, our our little Twitter plea (laughs) got answered. So uh, luckily we were able to make our flight, and and they they did things for us. So shout-out to the airlines
0: on that one. Yeah, CJ, I'm looking at Plumlee's Twitter picture right now, and you are uh, standing in the background (laughs) looking all kinds of upset.
2: (laughs) I was so upset. I was so ready to get home. You know, it's been 19 days being away from home, so... You know, you're kind of ready, and, and especially when you need to be home within the next day or so, and then to think that it could possibly not happen the way that it was supposed to, it was a little rough. But thank goodness for Twitter. Jamil? <laughs>
1: it was crazy. I mean, um, I kind of programmed my body to just be ready to go home on Tuesday to be in your own bed. So, I mean, it was crazy. When It was funny how she just told me that the flight got canceled and we might have to say actually day I literally almost threw up it was it was awful i
2: was
1: like oh god this is not good so i mean yeah. you kind of worry like oh, all the you day you just ready to go home <laughs> you'll do like you just given different different options what would you do is to get home and it would was, be was, was funny to <laughs> you type of guys you can could, you could laugh about that moment with but at the time he was just ready to go home uh, thank god for all his efforts <laughs> I mean thank god we did I mean once you got on that plane to go home oh my god I, I feel you just feel uh, relief
0: who was who was the most upset during that time at the airport was it was it you CJ was it Jeff Van Gundy was it Plumber? No, who was I, it I think
2: it was actually uh, Darren Hilliard (laughs) because he literally would not say a word (laughs) until we got our flight back. (laughs) And then once we got on the flight, I think he kind of relaxed a little bit and
0: he he was ready. Uh, Jamil, do you agree? No, I
1: think it was Jamil Warning. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I I, 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 I must be biased, but I, I, I can kind of feel first person just experience that Jamil you have just thinking, Oh my God, I need to go home. I I, I need to go back to Jersey. Tired. Right. So I mean I feel like Jamil was going he was he was going through it. So I mean thank God uh thank god I got home to Jersey and I, I to lay my own bed. Yeah, I'm looking
2: I'm
0: looking uh Jamil, uh you're in the background of this Pum video and it it looks like you're focused on whatever the guys are looking at, but it also kind of looks like you're kind of getting caught in your feelings a little bit. I,
1: I was I was focused. I was thinking how far it, it, it was to walk from uh, Argentina back to New Jersey. I was thinking how far it was. I mean, <laughs> if, if I was going that far, I was I was, just, I was just gonna I was gonna call for an Uber. So I mean, <laughs> it was, I was, I was, I was, were
0: you ready to hitchhike?
1: Uh, I was ready to hitchhike, swim, uh, bike uh, Get on a motorcycle
0: uh, (laughs) Fly
1: fly a plane uh, Drop a bus I was willing to do anything
0: But but luckily both of you guys (laughs) Got back uh, To the United States Um, How You kind of Both of you guys kind of touched on this earlier But how did your families react When you guys finally Came back home after winning That gold medal
2: well, like I said, my my parents were actually out there, so it was a special experience too. Because once I received my gold medal, you know, I hear my dad yelling my name, telling me to look at the camera and everything. And it, it's just it's just as it's up there, you know, being being mom, you know, being mom, wanting your attention but trying not to draw too much attention to herself. Um, then I saw her and I and I made sure they were able to come down on the floor. To, took a few pictures, but, um, once, uh, I showed my sister, my sister is kind of laid back. So my sister was kind of like, Oh, okay. That's cool. That's nice. And I'm like, no, like, you don't understand that this is a gold medal. Like, this is really a gold medal. It's just like, Oh, okay. Well, it's it's nice. And so, uh, you know, I got, I got both sides of it. The excitement from us and the kind of like, all right, cool. That's nice. That's a good thing you did. But you know, life goes on kind of thing from my sister.
1: Oh, I mean, when I got home, I, I gave my gold medal to my mom, like I said, but uh, my niece is just walking around just looking at it. So, I mean, kind of got to give her the gold medal, too. So, I mean, she walked around for a little bit. She, I think she tried to eat it at one point, so chocolate, but um, I gave <laughs> it gave, I gave, I gave, I gave back to my mom. And, uh, she put it in, like, a, a, a secret place, I guess. I mean, she, you, can, you can kind of tell, like, she's really emotional about it. So, I mean, she she deserves it, uh, and she's a joy. It's a great gift for her.
0: Uh, most definitely. Last question uh, to both of you guys. What will be the lasting memory when you look back at this experience?
2: Um, I think the, the thing that's going to be big for me is uh, my mom. Has taken both of my jerseys and, uh, she's gonna, I'm gonna give her my gold medal as well. And, um, she's gonna frame it all. And just to see that framed on the wall in my house, um, that's gonna be big for me personally. And then the lasting memory from the whole competition will probably be just the, the feeling of, you know, a great comeback from down 20 in the third quarter, you know, not too many gold medal games have been like that, any kind of competition. And, uh, you know, just a great comeback like that and, and just seeing the camaraderie that we had as a team throughout that individual game, you know, from player one to player 12, you know, John Holmes was hurt, and he was one of the first people up when we started making the comeback, and, and he was up and, and yelling and and you know, giving everybody five and everything, so it, it was just the team camaraderie that we had. That that's going to be huge for us, and and all those memories are going to be encased in in, in my mom's display.
1: Oh, I mean the last memories for me. I mean the the memories that uh we built we built the team, the bond. But I'm also a competitor, so I mean the moment I'm gonna think about is just. The face on all the fans after you made me come back and zero, zero zero five. Oh, five, yeah. That, that's one thing that I'm, I'm going to love. Just the all sound. It's it's one thing to win on the road, but it's another thing winning the road in a different country and getting the gold medals, Summy. I mean, just seeing their faces and just, oh my God. <laughs> just give me a side right now. Medals, I, mean. <laughs> Dad, <laughs> I don't know
0: if you want to go back to Argentina after Sunday.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'll accept us back. They probably won't even let us back I, in the country. <laughs>
1: I'm probably going to be number one now, but I mean, it, it's fine. I got my gold medal. I'm happy. I'm so happy.
0: It was a great experience. Tamil, it was maybe, it. Uh, maybe that's uh, why you really wanted to have back to the United States because you, you had a feeling how angry those Argentinians were after <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I saw me smile. I saw their face. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely next. I got to get out of here. All right. out of
0: here. Uh, thank you guys for uh, going, I guess, going down memory lane about your time with Team USA and becoming cool. gold medalists. CJ Williams, Jamil Warney, thank you for your uh, time to talk about that experience here on the Ridic- Ridiculous Upside Podcast.
2: Thank you very much for having us. I appreciate being on here. Thank you so much.